interrupt just for a yes, second. Sir. I appreciate I appreciate your encouragement, but if you have a question, would you please ask it? No question. Just wanted to say thank you. That's okay. all. Thank, thank you, you so much. All right. You is out of order. So let's see if you can do this right. Cue the jingle, baby. Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, a podcast exploring church revitalization, church planting, and other Southern Baptist goodies for your ear holes. I'm Matt Hensley, pastor of Mayhill Baptist, a loyal fan of the Houston Astros, Fairweather fan of the Texas Rangers. And I'm Kyle Beerman, pastor of First Baptist Church in Alamogordo, New Mexico. We're both pastoring fantastic churches in southern New Mexico, wading through the waters of church revitalization and trying not to drown. And Matt, your voice seems to have gone up a couple of octaves there. It did. We're <laughs> grateful for our partnership with the Christian Standard Bible and are oh so humbly proud to be the official podcast of the Word of God. After the show, we encourage you to visit csbible.com to learn more about a translation that is faithful and true with an aim to blend accuracy and readability the best way possible. 4A, do you have a question for Dr. Aiken? Yes, my name, my name is Marvin Parker. I'm pastor at Broadview Missionary Baptist Church in uh, Broadview, Illinois. Uh, Mr. President, I know this is not a question for Dr. Aiken, of whom we appreciate in all our seminary uh, presidents, but it's cold in here. Can y'all turn the heat up or turn the air off? Thank you. Well, that's right. It was cold in the exhibit hall, but we're going to warm things up because we are about to light this dumpster fire on fire. Matt, yeah. what is happening in your neck of the woods, my friend? Well, I'll tell you what, it ain't cold here. No. It is hot. No, it and is, uh, for it us being in the uh, mountains, it is still pretty hot and we don't have air conditioning at the house. Yeah. And so oh. in the morning, we open up all of the windows and uh, like wide open and we hope that no bears or mountain lions or skunks <laughs> or anything come inside. And, uh, and then we wake up and there's like moss and flies everywhere. But uh, no, anyway, uh, we open up the windows and let whatever direction the air yeah. is blowing to come in and you will wake up and it, it will be about as cold as the SBC annual yeah. meeting is. But then by the end of the day of our lovely daughters who come in and out of the doors a thousand times an hour, who you got to hear one of them in yeah. the introduction. That was not me on helium. That was no. Leah, our second <laughs> oldest, uh, who came on to do our little intro there, who introduced me so beautifully, cutely, and all of that good stuff. But yeah, they go in and out of the house a thousand times. And I feel like my dad because I'm like, shut the door. And uh, because all of the cold air is going out, all of, the, all of the hot air is coming in. And by about three in the afternoon, our thermostat will literally read about 84 or 85 oh. degrees. It was so hot yesterday. I was trying to draw up the bath for uh, the girls and it was hot in there, steaming, all of that kind of stuff. And the whole house got hot when I turned on the 
yeah. oven even hotter. And I was like, you know what? Nope, we're turning that off and we're going to the May Hill Cafe where we had a delicious meal awesome. and it felt like it was about 68 degrees in there and it was wonderful. Yeah. And uh, so what about uh, Alamogordo? Because we're hot and we shouldn't be. Oh, man. You're hot and you should be. And I was down yeah. there a couple of days ago and it is unbelievably hot, surface yeah. of the sun hot yes. because you're close to the devil there in Alamogordo. Yeah, Tell right. us how things are going there. Well, yeah. So as we record this on Thursday afternoon, we are knee deep into vacation Bible school. We have night four tonight. So, so tonight, tomorrow night, we finish up um, our sanctuary, kind of the front doors of our sanctuary face west. And as we are starting um, at six o'clock, so right as folks are coming in to check in their kids, we have our doors open with that west sun beating down. And I believe last night it was 102 at uh, six o'clock. So um, yeah, boy, our foyer, I mean, it, it's like an oven out there. Uh, not as hot as it was this week last year. This week last year, we were seeing 113, 115. So we'll take the, the hundreds. But but as you experienced last week, as, and as you well know, being from the Dallas area, this is a dry heat, right? And that, that, that always means that it's not as bad, right? It's a dry heat. There, there is no humidity. But I, I'm convinced once it gets over 100, it doesn't really matter. It anymore. doesn't matter. It, yeah. it doesn't matter. It is God hates you degrees, and it just doesn't matter whether it's humid or not. It's true, You're going to be it miserable. But speaking yeah. of humidity, last week, we took a little trip to Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Uh, and we both did. We went a little earlier and we left here and it was 48 degrees, about 0% humidity. My beard looked beautiful. It was wonderful. <laughs> and then we stopped for the first time in Abilene, Texas. I opened the door and I looked at the temperature and I was like, oh, you know, 90, 93 degrees. That's not too bad. But I opened the door and immediately my beard just, you know, went out like an <laughs> afro coming out of my chin because it was 100 thousand percent humidity and i couldn't see because my glasses is fogged up my glasses fogged up and i immediately burst out into sweating and i sweat through everything and it was the beginning of a very hot and humid week hot. and i remembered why i am so thankful uh, to be in the mountains not just because it gets cold and you know there's actually four seasons here uh but because we have that as you said the dry heat so even though it's 80 degrees here it, you know, if you got a little bit of wind, you're okay. In yeah. Dallas, it really doesn't matter yeah. uh, because you're surrounded by asphalt. You're surrounded by humidity. Yeah. You're surrounded by heat. And unlike last year in Phoenix, where you just felt like you were walking on the sun, here it felt like the sun was enveloping you yeah. in its hug of hellishness, goodness <laughs> all around you. And yeah. so that was probably maybe the first thing that I noticed when we got to Dallas-Fort Worth. The next thing I noticed was right after – Abilene and we got stuck in traffic and I remembered how much I hated traffic when we lived there and here in Mayhill the only traffic we have is the nightly elk crossing but enough of that <laughs> because why we were there was the SBC annual meeting and we know that just about every Southern Baptist podcast right now and even some uh, not so Southern Baptist podcasts out there are doing some kind of recaps or talking about what took place at the SBC and so a lot of what we're going to say isn't very new but it's going to be of course our train wrecky version of it and so we thought we would take a moment to say a few things that we loved about SBC 18 or SBC AM 18 whatever it is and maybe a couple of things that we didn't 
love. And uh, I wouldn't use the word hate uh, because that's not very nice. That, that and I don't let my daughters say it. We just loved it less. Yes. And so a few things that we love, a few things that we didn't love. And uh, so I've already shared about the heat and the humidity, the uh, the beard blowing out like a afro is the second I got out of my car, uh, my foggy glasses, all of that good stuff. So Kyle, tell us, uh, where do you want to start with something you loved less or something you loved more? I'll tell, you, I'll tell you one thing that I do love, and that is the Christian Standard Bible, who serves as our sponsor for this train wreck. Uh, you can we're we are grateful to be sponsored by them. You can find more about them at csbible.com. How do you like that? Which they I, had a they had a fantastic selection of CSBs at the at the Lifeway store. Brother, I already did our plug. Did you really? Yes. Oh, you, oh yes, well, I did. Okay. Come on, man. But you could at least <laughs> plug that coffee mug that's in your hand. Uh, that you got one of those, a CSB yeah, right. one. And that's I think right, you did. bought me one too, or my wife did, did or somebody hey, did, but, did. But cheers. Yep. Yeah, I got mine. Way to go, Kyle. Oh, we'll, well edit that out. That's fine. <laughs> since since Kyle did that one, no, keep it in, baby. Uh, I'll, I'll go with what I loved. Is That is just another example of one of the things that I loved the very most, and that was towards the end of the SBC annual meeting, my beloved co-host, Kyle Bierman, stood up to a microphone, and he gave a question without a question to Dr. Russell Moore. So here's what happened. The ERLC is giving giving their little spiel and uh, like we go through all the different reports, things that God is doing in and through their ministries and all of that good stuff. And uh, Kyle decided, we kind of both did. We were talking through this a little bit. We yeah. had some stuff going on uh, kind of behind the scenes with some people that were not, uh, I guess we should say, did not have a I love Russell Moore tattoo on their arm. That, These were that, people that, that true. <laughs> were not the biggest Russell Moore fans. They, they were not. And, they were sharing some things together next to us that were not so nice. And we decided, let's let's not let them get to the microphone. Right. And so I talked to Kyle. Kyle talks to me. And we visit about getting up to the microphone and just sharing a little something. And, uh, you know, here, here's what it sounded like. Please state your name, your church, and your question. My name is Kyle Bierman. I'm a pastor and messenger from First Baptist Church in Alamogordo, New Mexico, and co-host of Not Another Baptist Podcast. Dr. Moore is the pastor of a church in an area that's 90 to 95% lost in New Mexico. I want to say thank you for your prophetic voice in our culture and in our world. I appreciate your boldness and I appreciate your clarity even when I don't necessarily always agree with your message. On behalf of the messengers to this convention, I want to say that we apologize. We're sorry for the ridiculous motion made yesterday to defend your entity that you lead so well. I appreciate, I appreciate your encouragement. But if you have a question, would you please ask it? No question. Just wanted to say thank you. That's all. Thank, thank you so much. All right. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Kyle, before a watching world, stood up <laughs> and completely turned the SBC annual meeting into a train wreck. And so, friends, <laughs> that was definitely my best 
part that what I loved the most was <laughs> Kyle was standing part, yeah. in front of everybody. And all, all he had to do was come up with some question like, you know, do you like the toilet paper over <laughs> or under? Uh, do you like crunchy peanut butter or smooth creamy peanut? I mean, there's all kinds of things. I mean, there's so many things you could have asked. And, and at least you got one question answered on uh, Twitter. And that was at least from Steve Gaines, who told you who yeah. he liked uh, or the song that he liked from Johnny Cash. So yeah. at least you got that. Perfect. Give us something. Uh, Kyle, and do not again throw this Christian Standard plug in there. We love the Christian Standard <laughs> Bible, and we would love to plug them a thousand times on an episode, but we've already done it. So go ahead and give us something that you love. Yeah. Uh, so my my favorite thing by far uh, was the IMB missionary sending on Tuesday night. Um, that's the this is my third SBC meeting. This was the first time I was able to take part in that or, or be a part of it and, and watch how that happened. And I thought it was just phenomenal. Um, you know, that is why we exist as the Southern Baptist Convention to send missionaries uh, to the utter ends of the earth, many of whom had to have their faces blurred out from the big screen because they're going to places where either it's illegal to be a believer or, or if it's not illegal, it's not safe. Um, and yeah, that was a that was a phenomenal time. I loved it. Yeah. And uh, ne next to that, actually, I don't think really anything uh, compares to that one. I my. That, that might be one of the things that I loved less was it the fact that it's usually towards the end of a day and, right. and when anything goes behind, then that gets pushed even further. Yeah. And there's people that have kids in childcare that they have to either get them out uh, or maybe you've got plans already or, or you yeah. need to be somewhere else. Um, yeah. I would like to see that moved uh, forward. So JD, if you're listening, make it happen, brother, because yes. that takes me to one of the things obviously that I love uh, is the election of Greer Vines in Cabrera. Uh, wonderful spirit of unity through through all of those uh, very um, I, I don't know if the right word for this is is decisive but uh, but a very strong majority on each of these really showing the shift and the change uh, towards a generation that is ready and willing to take the baton not yank it uh, out of the hands but but accept it humbly and uh, and learn from the people that came before them and then uh, chart the course from us from here and uh, and so I love the spirit of of unity there as we saw in those elections but really in and I think you might agree with this as well is on every area that could have been divisive or divisive uh, the ERLC there was a motion right. to defund it uh, the Swibbits, of course, there was some uh, questions there with Southwestern. Uh, the election, of course, as yeah. we knew, there was some it very was, contentious was uh, things there and, and some tense moments that everything that could have been uh, divisive or divisive, I never know the right way to say that, everything that could have been uh, seemed to be overwhelmingly united. Right. Yeah. And, and so either motions that were rather divisive were just flat out, I mean, destroyed, uh, or where you have something like elections that, as we know, were very contentious through the political party, at least on one side, uh, that you see all of that, that when we got there, there was a spirit of unity, uh, cheering, not, not cheering in a gloating way, I don't think, a celebration of what God was doing. And I right. think people saw that and, and saw what God was bringing together in, in a really tumultuous time in the SBC with some of the news that had been coming out. It was great to have two days that I would say, you know, our, our slogan was testify, but I would, I would say we were 
unify. I mean, we were coming together and we saw a lot of unity uh, through all of the areas that could have been divisive. What have you, what, what do you think? What else did you love? Yeah, believe it or not. And, and let me, let me clarify that Matt and I made our lists before we came on air, but yes, literally my second thing that I loved says unity in what could have been di divisive issues. And, and primarily that the SBC presidential elections, what I put on there, um, you know, there, there were some tense moments coming up, um, some 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 tense moments throughout the if you want to call it a campaign or whatever. Um, but but in the end, a great sense of unity and really, you know, especially on the part of, of Ken Hemphill, um, it, it, the just the gracious way that he handled the, the results of that election and, um, you know, supporting um, supporting Dr. Greer. And, and I agree. I'm, I'm thrilled uh, with some of the stuff that, that JD's put out there and uh, thrilled with his vision for the SBC over the next year. I'm, I'm excited. And it was a great, you know, we had several, as you mentioned, several items that we, we kind of joked beforehand that this could be one of those SBC meetings that we talk about for a long time, just because, um, you know, we, we as Southern Baptists kind of have a, reputa a reputation for being uh, somewhat combative at times. And, and there was really very, very little of that and an overwhelming sense of unity in, in a lot of these issues is great. And I genuinely believe that goes back to a call to prayer um, that was heated. Absolutely. I, I really, you know, you, you could tell um, it was tense. Yeah. You, you could, you could sense it, I, I think. Uh, but over overwhelmingly the conversations that I was having from people, on various sides of the aisle, whether um, you know more Calvinistic or more traditionalistic, or or you know pro more, not so pro more, you know, kind of all over the people that I was actually communicating with. Overall, though, they felt that kind of tenseness in the air. Uh, they had a genuine sense of how can we come together, yep. and uh, and I, I loved that about that because I I went into it. I'll, I'll be very honest. I was I was worried because uh, I knew the world is watching. And we had enough bad news over the last two or three months um, that that was the last thing that we needed was World War III in Dallas. Yeah. And, and so I was glad to see that, uh, again, everything that could have gone wrong seemed to go right. And not, yeah, not just a matter of who was not, not just a matter of who was elected. Obviously, the people that I'd voted for won. Uh, but what I loved especially about that was not so much that they won, but that even in defeat, if you want to call it that, even those that did not win took it well and, and sought unity rather than, you know, we're going to take our ball and go home. And so everything, yeah. again, that could have gone wrong went well. And there yeah. was and instead of testify, unify would be a great way to discuss, you know, and, and maybe give a slogan uh, for that. And, and in light of that, that that brings me to another uh Golden, uh, sorry, there was a message that just popped up from a friend of ours that said, Golden Nugget. Uh, Jonathan, if you're listening to this, you're interrupting our uh, recording session here. Uh, but, but another happening in life, man. Yeah, very important stuff is happening, apparently. But uh, we, we, we know coming in that my seminary had been embroiled in uh, the PR and right. the press and all kinds of stuff. And, and it was just difficult for me as someone that loves Southwestern to come in feeling like we were kind of limping to yeah. the convention. And probably I, I would put it, I, I know it's 
probably bad to put it above the IMB thing uh, or even above some of this unity thing, but, but seeing Bingham up there so graciously, um, kindly, that's not a word, I don't think, uh, but kind, uh, measured, um, even somewhat humorous in, in his handling a near impossible task. Well, And I was very impressed with how he presented himself then. And then also in our Swibbits alumni uh, lunch uh, that I was, I was very thrilled uh, with how he, he made me proud of Southwestern again. And, and it nearly brought me to, to tears and is nearly bringing me to tears now because I love this school. And, and it broke my heart seeing what was happening over the last few months. And, and I, I think for sure right now, he is absolutely in the right place in the right time for our, he's the right person for this job right now. I had him for systematic theology. Uh, I hope to have him on the podcast here soon and uh, to talk about some of this kind of stuff. And, and uh, he's agreed to do that. But I think what, what is so great about him is, is he is a bridge builder and he may not be the most dynamic. I mean, you, you listen to him. He's, he's not, you know, David Platt. Uh, he's, he's, he's different. He's very measured and, and subdued, but he's very gracious and very tender would be a good way to describe him. And is the perfect kind of counterbalance uh, to what has been there. And so I'm thrilled with, with that. And with that, probably one that you might have written down is Bart Barber, uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Barber, um, did a phenomenal job stepping up to the plate and, if you will, almost putting his neck in the guillotine uh, for Southwestern and for the messengers uh, there after a motion was made uh, that I would say was something that I didn't love uh, about the convention uh, where they made a uh, motion to remove the executive board of the trustees uh, from Southwestern. He stood up and gave us some insight. We're not going to go into that. We're not going to delve into that too much, but he gave us some more insight into what was happening and why they made the decision that they made. And it really put us kind of in, in their vantage point to see the world as they were seeing it and in the situation that they were put in. And I thought that was really helpful for people. And I, I dare say probably swayed a number of votes. And, and before you dive in here, if you want to add anything there, that also takes me to something that I didn't love because right when he uh, was done, Dr. Barber was also uh, attacked verbally uh, for the stand that he took right in front of his child. And so we've talked about how we were very united and, and all, all of that. This was a, a, a dark mark that not many people knew about, uh, but those that knew uh, Bard and, and knew the situation a little closer knew about. And, uh, and that is, is something that breaks my heart to, to have a brother in Christ, um, wh- whether I love him or not. And I do deeply love him and lean on him for advice a number of times. But even if I didn't love him, to have your son there when you're attacked, um, I, I, I think is one of the most despicable things that can possibly yeah. happen. However, what I also told Bart, uh, was what a privilege it was that his his son, as bad as that was, what a privilege it was for his son to see what Bart has been teaching him uh, through sermons and certainly through family worship and, and just raising a son, uh, what he's been teaching him over the years. I, I don't exactly know how old his son is, uh, but you know, 10 some odd years, what he's been teaching his son 
he got to live out before his eyes yeah. and see his dad as a man of integrity, a man that would do the right thing, even when it costs. And, uh, and so I, you know, that, that's the silver lining there was he got to live out his faith, uh, even when it was going to cost him. And it did. And, uh, and so that was something that both, I obviously didn't love, uh, but I loved what came out of it was that his son got a front row seat to a humble and a man of integrity, a man of honesty, and a man that lived out what he believed, even when it cost him. So, Kyle, I've been talking and, a lot. So, give us something. <laughs> well, yeah, and and I had um, I, I had the um, j- just the the Swibbits situation on on stuff that I didn't like. Just the fact that we were having to deal with that there. Um, but you're exactly right. You know, one of the things that you said about about Dr. Bingham is that he, I think you said, you know, he's not maybe the, not the most dynamic of speakers, but his voice was very calming very soothing. And I think in the report that he gave, man, you talk about somebody who stepped up to the plate. And and if there's such a thing as a home run in that moment, Dr. Bingham knocked that out of the park for, for Swibbits. Um, he, he gave the report that he needed to give with the, uh, certainly the weight of, he- of heaviness. That was, that was obvious, but there was an optimism in the way that he was addressing, not just the past, but 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 looking towards the future as well, um, and, and I'll say this: so if you if you've not yet gone and listened to uh, Dr. Bingham's report from Southwestern, I would highly encourage that. And even more, if you have not heard uh, Bart Barber's speech um, de- defending the decision the trustees made and and defending the fact that the executive committee of this of, of the trustees at, at Southwestern are going to be called to account by the full trustee board. Uh, you should absolutely do that. I know uh, we'll, we'll give a shout out to our, our friends over at SBC this week, Jonathan Howe and Amy Whitfield. In their SBC recap, they have the the clip of, of Bart's speech there. I think that's a great one for every Southern Baptist to hear uh, because you talk about someone who stepped up as a statesman when we needed it in that moment. Bart was just fantastic. Um, yeah, so just, you know, the Swibbits thing was just a, a whole situation that I didn't like that we were having to deal with that. Um, I, I put in my didn't like the defund the ERLC uh, um, motion as well, which failed um, almost unanimously. It wasn't unanimous. There were some, but but overwhelmingly um, voted down. And there's, the, there's a wonderful picture side, side by side <laughs> where it has... Uh, I'll throw the name out there. Yeah, Rager, he, he made the motion. Where per, perfect name, perfect name. That's all I'll say about that. But he has his ballot lifted high in the air. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, picture, and nobody else around him. The, yeah. the next picture is like a sea of yellow above his yeah. head. And it it just was another, like, like I said earlier, was one of those areas that could have been divisive. You knew it was coming. Uh, There were rumblings of this from last year because it came at the wrong time last year. You knew that this was going to come and it came pretty much right out of the bat. Uh, And, uh, and that right out of the bat takes me to another one is, is we have the committee on the order of business and they give their uh, agenda, you know, everything at the very beginning. And there was a a tense moment at, at the beginning and perhaps one of the more closely uh, voted things in terms yeah. of pro or against. And that was when we were told uh, that Vice President Mike Pence was going to be here. And before either one of us say anything about this, let us also say uh, that we greatly admire and respect 
uh, Vice oh, President absolutely. Mike Pence. Absolutely. Second, we think it was a wonderful honor for us to even be asked to have right. Mike Pence, even on absolutely. a video, share with us. And yeah. But there was a question about, for, for lack of better words, the, the optics of it. Uh, that we were we were told by the you know the order of business folks that he was coming simply to thank us for the work we were doing with the disaster relief and in you know the work for the moral fabric of our nation and, and all of that kind of stuff and and there was a motion made that we uh, I, I guess I, I can't remember the exact word but basically disinvite him yeah. and and that's a difficult thing to do. This is the second most powerful man in, in the government, if you will. Um, he's right behind uh, President Trump. And, and like I said, we love this man, great Christian man, uh, and, and it thanks highly of the SBC. And, uh, but there was a, a motion there uh, that we uninvite him. And I, I would say what I didn't love uh, in, in all of that was not the motion that we, we're there to you know, to share our beliefs and whether we like something, don't like it all. I mean, that's, we're there to vote. So I don't have a really a problem there. Um, but, but I wasn't a fan of, he is only coming here to thank us. And then it turns around the next day we get there, you know, two hours earlier, we wait in line for coffee. We wait in line for the bathroom, as you're well aware that I needed to go during his speech that went from, we were told 10 minutes to about 45 minutes. And instead of a speech about, you know, we, we thank you for, you know, yada, yada, yada. It ended up being a campaign speech and, and there's really no other way to describe it. There right. was some great things and great lines in there and some things that I loved about the pulpits being the most powerful, uh, you know, I don't remember his, his word there. I didn't write any of this down, but his, the pulpit being the most important, uh, That's stuff that I say often, that we're grateful for our presidents, we're grateful for our leader, but change happens uh, when the pulpits are rightly uh, expounding the Word of God. So he had some great things to say, and he said some great things, but it was a campaign speech, and that was neither the place nor the time for a campaign speech, especially when there was so much uh, circling around Kai Bowman and Paige Patterson giving the uh, annual sermon his 10-minute speech that went to 45 minutes uh, then pushed him back, and just about everybody in there yeah. had lunch plans because Wednesday is when all of the uh, very seminaries have yeah. their alumni lunches and all of that. Yeah. We had scheduled for for that, at, at yeah. you know, and we had to be there. And so yeah. we left, and we missed what what I heard. I still haven't gotten to go back and listen to it, but what I heard was a fantastic sermon yeah. uh, from Brother Bowman, and yeah. and so that was something that I didn't love. I'm not going to say I hated it. I'm not going to say anything else, but but I yeah. would have preferred. A either knowing what we were getting in the beginning, uh, maybe putting that as a, at a different time, maybe having it video because it, it pushes everything back and it makes people make a difficult choice on going to their, you know, what they've signed up to do or staying right. for this because there was a very pathetic crowd for Kai Bowman's sermon yeah. and it wasn't his fault. Uh, it right. was because people already had plans to go. Kyle? Yeah. And, and I mean, Full disclaimer, you said you weren't there for, for Kai Bowman's sermon. I wasn't there for Kai Bowman's sermon. You you had a Southwestern lunch. We had to go pick our kids up from uh, the child care, the, the kids ministry, because that ended at uh, right right around lunchtime as well. So, uh, yeah. And, and look, to be fair, as you mentioned about Mike Pence, nobody that I've talked to said we we disagree with with. with with, with Mike Pence himself. We have a personal issue with him. We don't want him here because we, we disagree with, with his stance. That, that wasn't the case at all. It was just, is this the proper context 
for the speech that, that we heard. And, and I think I'm, I'm on board with you as well, saying that, that the South, the Southern Baptist Convention is probably not the best context for a political speech like we heard. Um, so real quick, I know we're running a little bit longer than the normal. I want to cover my last three uh, things that I really liked. Um, uh, and they're, they're not deep at all. So the, <laughs> one of them is the CP stage, uh, not just because we were on it, but because throughout the whole convention, they had some really, really interesting conversations. Um, Jonathan and Amy, is, uh, they hosted us. They, they later hosted uh, Russell Moore and Beth Moore and Matt Carter uh, on a conversation about abuse. They had a conversation on um, Calvinism in the SBC. Uh, there was a, a one conversation there with Mark Clifton about church revitalization. Just a, just a fantastic um, uh, uh, thing that they have set up in the exhibit hall. And you can go back and check all those at uh, talkcp.com. Uh, the free books and the exhibit hall, man, those are always a blast. Like, I mean, I, I walked home, I came home with a stack of books and the exhibit hall is just so much fun. And then my last thing that I loved is just friends old and new. Uh, just getting to hang out, you know, meet some guys that we had interacted with online. We met some fans of the podcast for the first time and, and were able to hand out stickers and, and visit with them. Uh, just a blast. It, it's, it, it's, it's always easier for me to spend too much time in the exhibit hall um, talking with folks rather than actually in the, in the convention hall voting. So I loved it. The, the extrovert in me was, was very happy. <laughs> I was going to say that, that leads us for me, probably my strongest opinion on all of this that I won't even say that it, it was things I loved less. This is what I hated. I love Dr. Gaines with all of my heart. I think he's a wonderful pastor. I think he's been a fantastic president, but I was ready to rush that, rush that stage. If he had us hold hands one more time. <laughs> Matt, Matt's introvertedness was not happy. <laughs> you know, the CP stage is one thing. You know, we we had a few of our our family members that were there. Your family members were there. We had some friends from uh, BCNM that came and and listened in. And and I was nervous enough about that, but but people I knew were right there. I have a very noticeable beard. I mean, it looks like my chin is on fire. And so when I walk around, you know, somebody Matt Matt, you know, yelling like it. I start to sweat immediately. <laughs> and so <laughs> add that to, you know, every time, you know, like if we're going to stand up and, and sing or, or we're going to stand up and pray or, or I, I was waiting on Steve Gaines to make us do like a meet and greet. Like that's what I thought was coming because any chance we could hold hands, so let's hold hands and sing Kumbaya, whatever it was going to be. That was at the very bottom of my list was holding hands. Uh, but, but really all in all, that's From the pastors conference uh, to the CP stage, which was a great opportunity. We're going to share a link down in the show notes uh, to, you know, the Swibbits, uh, you know, very difficult situation, in my opinion, turned in a very positive way. And a ship is sailing the right way now. Um, you know, the the elections that we had, every everything to me uh was was wonderful and not just in the sense that it went my way because there were some things that didn't uh but but overall a you know a, a thing meant to be about testify uh the ghost stand speak all of that good stuff i thought it was unify and we were united and i think it bodes well for our future it yeah. is imperfect it never will be perfect because it's filled with imperfect people uh imperfect churches uh, but i loved also one, one last thing and then we'll close is a very strong push back to the local church mm. 
that it's it's easy for us to think that the SBC is going to be strong when the top is strong. Yeah. But that's that's not the way the SBC works. And so as the churches grow and, and grow stronger and, and are doing more faithful work and disciple making and, and evangelism, which we didn't even touch on those two task forces, which were another highlight of the deal. Uh, but as they start doing that, then the associations grow stronger as the associations go stronger, then the state conventions go stronger and then on up. And all of that, my friends, starts with you. Yeah. And, and so and I'll, you I'll, I'll push back a little bit and I'll say it is it is best when when it's strong at the top. Because in the SBC, the local church is at the top. That, that's where the organizational chart starts for, for the- I hate your guts. For the Southern Baptist. I'm just, I'm, uh, it's right. That's that's the way we're, we're we have a flipped uh, church polity from a lot of folks. So yeah, it's, so by the way- I was waxing so eloquent. <laughs> And I just came I in. I was about to preach, man, because that's my sermon this next yeah, week. Yeah, we're running out of time. Hey, by the way, we do need to give an honorable mention at the SBC to President, or I guess now former President Steve Gaines' singing abilities, man. I mean, he would just step up. <laughs> that isn't, that isn't going to be J.D. Greer, brother. He, he, he hey, hey, I, I expect, all right? So if J.D. listens to the, let's let's be honest, there's no chance he's listening to our podcast on a regular basis. But I'll make him. If, if he is. JD, we we expect you to just step up and start leading worship because that was outstanding. I was blown away. I think we'll um, be lucky if it's like John Jacob. <laughs> uh, he's too legit to quit. So yeah. yeah oh, oh it's, man, we're getting it's getting tricky in here. Well, as much as I don't want to, it's time to hop. No, no, no. There was Hurry no up. Wiley Drake. That was my final thing that I disliked. There was oh, no yeah. Wiley Drake. Why do you have to end it on such a sour note? Why do you have to end it on such a sour note? Wiley, we miss you. You better be back in 2019. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. As much as I don't want it, it's time to hop off the train. So thanks for taking time to listen in today. And if you're still listening at this point, we have absolutely no idea why you would. But be sure if you are that apparently you like train wrecks. So subscribe on iTunes. And if you liked what you heard, give us a five-star review so these can keep coming. You can also visit us online at www.notanotherbaptistpodcast.com or on Facebook under Not Another Baptist Podcast or on Twitter at NAB underscore podcast kyle send us out too legit too oh legit. <laughs> hey until next time may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare and one more time thanks to our sponsor csb for yeah this time. is now the fourth like plug here now <laughs> now hiring a new one. co-host now hiring a new co-host <laughs> kyle kyle can you give us a question give us a question as we wrap out just some why, random question. Why would anyone listen to this? There's our hey, question. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Have a good day. God bless you guys.